In these uncertain times, two beards start an epic journey to grow their own food. With great beards comes great responsibility. And these two have taken it on to help people across the globe with their farming and gardening problems. This is Two Beards on the Grow. And now, your host. How's it going? All right. Okay. So we are live. And you are right about the questions. They are on the other. They are turned upside down. I told sideways. I told you they were going to be like that. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we can still read it and Figure everything it like that. People can just turn their phones. I don't know why you can't turn it like that anyway. Especially yeah, you a, you would think if you sp- if you turn the phone sideways that the questions would show up on the bottom. Yeah, Facebook does that. So that's, why wouldn't they transfer over to? I don't know Instagram. Come on, come on. You're owned by Facebook. What's wrong yeah, with y'all? That's all good. Make it right. We'll figure it Tech out. Tech team. All right. So, um, man, I don't even know what episode this is. Uh, this is episode seven, I believe. I believe this is seven. No, this is seven. This is eight. This is. It's either seven or eight. This is eight. No, See, we should know. This I think stuff. it's nine. Tell you the truth, Oof. because I have because we recorded four episodes each time. We, okay, so that should be eight. So this so, should be episode nine. <laughs> so we're gonna have to go back and look at the. La- I have to go back and check what I labeled the last one then, because uh, because I, I might have mislabeled the last one then. That'd yeah, be awesome. yeah. So I got to go through. Uh, I I always have to double check because when I load it to Anchor, I have to put what the season and the number is so I yeah let me I oh yeah, so yeah let me, i definitely did that on yeah. anchor let me know because i went back <laughs> and i was like hey season one so i, I want to make sure the episode was correct when i yeah. loaded the description when i when i record it i yeah. write on there what it is so i can tell you what episode uh, so yeah. let me know that all right so um this episode we have a few things we want to talk about um also if you don't know i'm rooster and this is my good buddy this is James from uh, Clark's Greens. What's up, guys? How you doing today? And uh, uh, you are on Punkrock Farms, so obviously we are from Punkrock Farms, but we are also two parts of two beards on the grow. Hell yeah. So uh, this week we're going to get into a couple things. I'm going to let James go ahead and take off with it. Cool. So uh, we are going to be talking about uh, summer crops and uh, what to grow in summertime. So we are here in, uh, in San Antonio, Texas in Zone 8B, and uh, right now... It's probably one of the most beautiful times of the year where it's not too crazy hot yet. We're getting a lot of humidity. We're kind of in our uh, monsoon season, if you will, here, where we're getting tons and tons and tons of rain. You know, they talk about spring showers, and we're getting them. I mean, I think we just had probably, what, 12 days of pretty much straight rain. It seemed like it's been like the last three weeks. Yeah. Forget you April showers. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's July. Yeah, it's basically almost July. So we're in in June, and it's uh, we've been getting rained on the last several weeks, so which is great for the aquifer and a lot of good things like that. But um, definitely, uh, you know, growing out here right now, um, if you're out there and grow, your crops are probably getting pounded by rain. There's been some hailstorms here and there, but it's definitely been a cool time to to get started because right now, if you have an early start on your stuff, you've got a really good head start for the summer. And you're going to be seeing a lot of blooms. There's so many bees out right now. I just saw bumblebees this morning in my, in my grow. And uh, there's a lot of different animals that are coming out now. So it's summer's finally here, but it's a beautiful time of year to be outside. It's only about 90 degrees ish. And I know for some people that might sound hot, but for us, that is, that is pretty comfortable Yeah, as long as it's not humid. Um, so jumping right into it, um, you know, getting to what to grow in summer, you know, in our, in our area, and this is again, our area specific eight B, um, depending on where you are, it's going to really depend on when you should grow, what you should start and how you should grow. And, you know, you might be thinking in some areas, if you're up North right now about fall, we won't be thinking about fall for another month or so as far as planning, but 
always um, remember that what you grow is specific to your zone and where you are. And even in some cases, depending on where you are in that zone because of your terrain and how far, how high up or down you are, what you might have around you. So again, this is for our area specifically. So right now in spring and summer, as we get into summer, it's a really good time to be growing things like tomatoes, peppers, okras, squash, and a lot of herbs. You can still grow a lot of leafy greens right now until it gets really, really, really hot. And we'll jump into each one of those items here momentarily. But you've got to be careful with leafy greens because things will bolt quicker when it gets hotter, unless you have heat tolerant. And one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast, and Rooster and I are always going back and forth on with different items, is you want to, in our area, we have to have heat tolerance varieties in most cases. So um, tomatoes, great time of year to have them in the ground. You can always pick them up from your local farmer or local distributor or nursery. Or change, or, or, or yeah, or typically greens. us, um, <laughs> or take a plant, leave a plant, <laughs> take a plant, leave a plant from right here. Um, come by and check out the grow. Uh, it's been fantastic, and it looks really fantastic outside. Um, but with tomatoes, you can always pick them up typically year round, not year round, pardon me, but right this time of year from from a number of different distributors. Um, you can get them at different sizes. You can get them at a, a lot of different stages. And if you are picking them up from a nursery um, or a local grower, it's it's good to get them in the ground as soon as you can right now because as we get into later june and july while you can absolutely still plant tomatoes um the hotter it gets the the more they struggle they do grow still um, but as we get into like that july and august um some of the uh, varieties might stop flowering they'll still grow greenery and and they'll still be alive but the time to really get stuff in the ground is right now for tomatoes so that way you have a summer crop or a nice little summer harvest here um peppers oh it's about to be a hot war summer <laughs> because uh Peppers uh, do very well in the heat. They love the heat. Most varieties, I've, I've never seen a pepper that doesn't like the heat. They're really good with water. Um, they like the dry. So um, I find that the peppers get hotter with the more they struggle. It's almost like a grapevine. The, the more the grape struggles, the better the fruit. Pepper plants, this is prime time. So all different varieties. Bell peppers, hot peppers, sweet jalapenos, peppers, jalapenos. Everything. And just starting with the basics. You know, if you're going to grow peppers for the first time, jalapenos, serranos, Hot Thai peppers, chili pekins. I always say that wrong. I only have one thing that I have to mention about doing that. Uh, yes, it is the time to do peppers, but mm. do not put your hot peppers planted next to your sweet peppers. <laughs> ah, because... this is a valid point. This is a cross-pollination. This is a valid point. Yes. Um, so I've gotten some uh, white habaneros that were not hot. And then I had some other habaneros that were almost sweet. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then, I, I mean, I'm growing sweet peppers right next to them. So right. you, you can absolutely cross-pollinate. Like you do stuff like cantaloupe. We've heard of cantaloupe and pine, uh, cantaloupe and uh, watermelon cross-pollinating. Yeah. And, Different type of squashes. Yeah, you know, squashes like do that. as well. You yeah. get a little hybrid. But what I will say this, though. If that happens to you, save those seeds because you could have something new. That's yep. something else we'll talk about on another uh, podcast. Or that's another topic is hybridization and how to create new strands or how to get new strands naturally by nature without doing anything crazy, just letting nature take its place. I mean, that's how we have now hundreds of different types of peppers. Right. They might be even thousands now. Yeah. So tomatoes and peppers, peppers is a great time right now. Um, it's a good time to get them in the ground. It's warming up. They do very well. Um, they, those two items are heavy feeders. So make sure you have a really good compost um, or really good gardening soil or garden mix, or if you're gardening raised bed, raised bed mix. So depending on how you're growing, you can always find a mix at your local distributor uh, Lowe's Home Depot or Nursery. Um, so peppers is another good one. Okra, fantastic in the summer. Get your okra in the ground yeah. now. And uh, if you if you have questions about seeds, we'll touch on those in a second as far as growing from seed as well. 
So okra right now, you still have time to start it from seed. Um, it's still plenty of time to get it going because we have what, when we have summer here, we have a pretty long summer and then we almost have like a second spring before fall. Yeah. We have several seasons in this area. It's, it's really, I mean, like almost a dozen seasons. I mean, in this this area. is why we can grow yeah. year round. I mean, we yeah. can, we can plant stuff, you know, right at the end of summer and then we yeah. have stuff all the way into like, you know, January November, and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah. they're like, uh, how did you grow all the way through the winter? It's like, well, I mean, <laughs> we, it, I mean, what's your winter? I mean, I mean, yeah. not this last winter was cold, but the year before that, I think we only had like three freezing days. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, okay, three freezing days. Like that's it. Like, it, you know, it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a little we, colder than that. Yeah. So we have a really good uh, length of time where we can be growing in uh, with hot climates. So peppers do really well now. Get okra in the ground now. It's a good time to do it. Or if you can find okra starts, just be careful when you find okra starts. Make sure you have a strong, sturdy start. Um, squash. Great time to plant seeds. Also a great time to uh, pick up starts as well. Um, if you're in, in our area, some of the places in our area deal with vine borers, which is one, thing, one of the things that I'm dealing with. Uh, Rooster doesn't have them here. I've only got one. Uh, it was like the first day that he said yeah. that he had got them, and I walked out, and I was actually on one of my vlogs. I was recording the vlog, and I saw him flying right to the squash, and I squatted him. And I was like, yeah. Mike, we just talked about that. Like, what are the chances of you yeah. walk out here and actually catching him in the act? <laughs> no, that's, I'm glad that you got rid of it because, like, if you let him take in, it's like the, it's like in the movie Aliens. Shout out to Aliens. Um, if just one of those things gets in, it's it's done. Yeah. So uh, we're dealing with that with a lot of our stuff. But you can still grow really good squash, pumpkins, and, and all, all different varieties of those here. All different types of gourds. Um, my buddy Mike has grown a fantastic squash garden and he's on the south side of san antonio and uh they have six squash plants and they're they're giving away squash they have yeah. so much so start that from seed right now or pick up starts you can definitely do both yeah. um because squash grows so quickly you have plenty of time to start it and even get a really good season or maybe a couple of, of successions of it right now even if you started it from seed that's one of the really cool ones to start from seed because you get to see it grows so fast you know, some of the things that you start from seed, like I probably wouldn't start peppers from seed right now um, unless you just really, really, really want to do it because those do take a little bit longer to grow. Now, I will say if you if you want to start peppers from seed, hit up, hit me up and I'll, I'll tell you how to build a good potting soil or potting mix. And I'll show you what to do for that because you can get a pepper plant in about 35 to 40 days. That's really hardy and goes in the ground. But if you're not going to really focus on the mix, probably not do it from seed right now. Probably pick them up from a local vendor or distributor. Tomatoes, you can still grow from seed right now because they grow so quickly. Um, and they do very, very well from seed. Um, but they do grow quickly. So if you are going to start from seed, be ready because it's going to uh, be a, a real quick process of getting them to pot up or get outside. But back to squash and um, pumpkins and things of that nature. You can really have fun with those because they grow so quickly. They sprout in a day or two and they get big fast. So they are very fun to do. And they're one of those ones that you can have a lot of fun with because you get to see it happening so quickly. So um, cucumbers also is another thing that you can grow now. We are on, I think, our third succession of cucumbers now. We just made a really huge back batch of pickles and still have some cucumbers left. And we're growing more cucumbers now. Cucumbers are another one. Quick, grow from seed, or you can pick up starts from almost anywhere. And, and they're really fun to grow. We, we picked up, we did our cucumbers last year at the farm. We planted those right into the summer. Yeah. I mean, we were like planting. Yeah. We like came out like a week later and there was like cucumbers on there. We're mm -hmm. like, geez. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's definitely something you can get 
that's going to be hardy to to withstand all that uh that heat you know yeah. especially over here so and depending on the varieties you know if you go to a nursery most nurseries are going to have only what is good in your area um I'm, I'm not speaking ill of them but lowe's and home depot i hope that they would but in some cases you're going to have all different types of varieties and they might not necessarily be heat tolerant so Know your really? plants, know your yeah. know your zone, and know your vegetables. You got to be really thinking about heat tolerant stuff that's not going to sunburn and die off, or if, if it if it doesn't get watered immediately, it's going to just wilt off and die. So you got to know what's really out there. Um, but cucumbers do really well right now as well. We talked about okra. Um, now's a great time to get all your herbs going. Still, pick up your starts for basil, rosemary, uh, tarragon, thyme, mint does fantastic in summer all the way through winter. It'll just stay alive. Uh, rosemary, unless it gets stupid cold, will stay alive as well. So yeah. nice time to start herbs. Flowers. You can be putting flowers in the ground right now. All different kinds of pollinators right now. But as far as staying with food, um, those are a lot of the main ones you can grow right now. Right now is very, actually very well. Right now is actually the time that you need to start your second round of corn. Yep. If you're planning on doing corn again, the season needs to be done now within yep. this month because. What's it? I mean, everybody thinks, oh, it's summer, you know, corn. And when it gets to those 103 days, 105 yeah. days, it's got to be established that that corn yeah. is going to struggle. I mean, if you're if you're not ready, so get it. I mean, whether you transplant it or you're direct sowing it, you know, you know start thinking about getting that started right now. We actually transplanted it. This is the first year that we transplanted it. Nice. And I always tell people, ah, you can't transplant corn. You can't transplant corn. And then I got some. And that's when you gave me you the sure pot can. and soil. And I was like. Okay, cool. But the mistake that I made is I was like, okay, I'm going to plant all this corn because I'm going to need, I'm going to need to plant 70 of them, yeah. you know, because I'm probably not going to have some that are going to sprout or whatever the case is. And I put it in the wind strip and it was the biggest mistake I ever made because the root, the roots grew so much. Mm. They were like underneath the tray. It was like impossible for me to get that out of there. So if you're going to do it, make sure you do them in those little three inch round potters and do them individually. It'll be a lot easier for you to transplant them when you need to. I'm going to come back to that point in a second. Uh, that's a great, that's a really good point about corn when you're doing it. Um, corn does go very well, but it grows quickly and the roots go straight down Yeah, um, because they're trying to make a stock. So right. it's absolutely valid. A really good point on that. Um, you could be doing beets right now. Um, really important. You should not buy, well, let me back up here. You, you can absolutely do beets and radishes in cell trays and then transplant them. You just have to be cautious about buying beet starts, depending on how far along they are. But you can absolutely grow them and transplant them. There are a lot of growers out there that will transplant beets. They'll start them in trays, and they don't direct seed. So, But you can also direct seed these things and do very well, depending on your bug pressure. Radishes are a good thing to be growing right now as well. Um, radish does very well. Um, you can be doing um, onions if, they're, if you can still find them. Some of these things you might not be able to find, like onion and potato starts right now. Um, because a lot of that stuff's already been bought up. But if you can still find onion or garlic, you can do those as well. Get those in the ground here. Um, they do very well. Um, we're starting pumpkin. We started pumpkins, but uh, obviously vine borers. I know Rooster's got a lot of pumpkins yeah. going up front. They look fantastic. If you um, are looking for potatoes, mm-hmm. um, we switched last year from regular potatoes to sweet potatoes. Yep. We got slips. Yep. Uh, you can actually buy slips, and you can uh, keep it local right here in Texas. It's the Texas Boys. Uh, they have a YouTube. We bought our slips from them last year. They came out. They they did fantastic. So if you're looking for that, there it's fine. Uh, just make sure you have an area that you can that you can plant them because they will take off and they yeah. will. They're like a pumpkin. They'll go and they'll root and they'll uh, they'll root wherever. So yeah. when they start to vine, they're everywhere. So yeah. just just be prepared for for that if you can do that. 
but you can cut off. Yeah, they're like uh, they're just like tomatoes. So yep. if you cut them off and you put them in water, they'll root, and you can plant more, and you know, and keep them through the season. So they'll sit in yeah. water for months at a time. And I'll say, I probably say this about sweet potato slips is they're probably easier to grow than tomatoes. Um, and and that sounds crazy because tomatoes, you if you cut a sucker off and put it in water or soil, it's ninety nine percent of the time going to grow. I think sweet potatoes have like a hundred percent germination. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely. If you, if you take a slip, and this is a fun project, if you have kids, you can take a sweet potato. Obviously. Try to buy an organic sweet potato if you're going to do this as a project. Buy a sweet potato from the store. You can stick it in water by a sunny window. You can put it in soil and hang it by a sunny window. And it's like a, it's like a vining plant that will yep. stay alive year-round. And they put off these really cool, vibrant green and purple um, slips and leaves, which also, depending on the type of sweet potato, fun fact, if you did not know this, depending on the type, depending on the type of sweet potato, a lot of them are edible. Yeah. A lot of the slips and a lot of the leaves are edible. Now, this is not so for potatoes. So, again... This is not so for regular potatoes like red and Idaho nightshades. Um, you do, those plants are toxic. You eat potatoes. The potatoes are edible. But when it comes to sweet potatoes, um, you can actually eat the slips and the leaves depending on the type. So always do your research. But that's a little really cool fun fact as well. There's some YouTube videos of how to prepare that as well. But yeah. fun project, sweet potatoes, and they are very prolific. That you They will vine and vine and vine and vine and vine. And if they're in water, you might have to change the water out every so often, but usually they take care of itself. Um, and they're really cool to start now and get ready. And if you do them right and you time it right, you can actually have them ready for um, uh, Thanksgiving. If, oh. you're, if you're into that. Because uh, you did that. If you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> we did this one year where um, we actually grew sweet potatoes and – uh, I, I somehow timed it perfectly and I got it to where the slips were in a potato box and they lasted through the summer they vined out everywhere. You've got to control them as much as you can. I tried to propagate them and, and make clones of them as much as I could. It was a little fun project, but on the day before Thanksgiving, I think it was or the day of, I went out that morning or that evening, I forget which one it was and knocked out some boards and pulled out some sweet potatoes. And I was like, wow. This, this actually worked, and I've cooked them up for the family, and it was really awesome. And it was something that we grew, and it was really cool to time that because they were they were probably ready a week prior, but they were still holding up really well in the ground. So potatoes and sweet potatoes is another good one that we grow in the area as well. So we talk about um, radishes, turnips, beets. Um, and Cody, you know, speaking of that, you said transplanting them. Cody's the first person that saw that transplanted that stuff. And then you told me that you do that too, and I was like mm-hmm. – well, and I was telling the wife, she's like, can you do that? I'm like, well, they're both doing it. So obviously, like, we need to get on our transplant. I have game. a tray of beets that needs to go in the ground now. Um, I've been having, I had it in the greenhouse. This is pro- I'm probably the most proud of this one. It's taken me a few cycles, though. The beets have got, they took me a few, because the first time I did them, they got real leggy. And I was like, ah, I just composted. I was like, it's going to be too much of a hassle. But yeah. I started them outside in the greenhouse, and now they're, now I think I've got a really I think I've got it down. But beets is a really cool one that you can transplant. So all those all those in the ground do very well right now. Um, we talked about squash, um, lettuce, specifically heat tolerant. You can um, there's different varieties of leafy greens that you can get into um, that will do well through summer. But you have to just be careful about what's going to bolt and what's not going to bolt. Um, we talked about corn. Um, what am I missing? I know there's a ton more I'm missing. But those are the core of what we grow. So it's a lot of tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, okra, squash, uh, basils and herbs, uh, flowers. We talk about corn. Um, and there's a number of other things that you can grow for the area. But if you're just getting started, 
these are really cool ones to grow and really quick starts to get into. And when you're when you're trying to decide what you want to grow and what you're going to grow for summer, there's there's always the core items or the basics. Now you can grow a lot of things in our area. You can grow anything you basically want to grow. I mean, the only thing that I would say you probably couldn't grow here very well are things that require a ton of water or a constant flow of water. Um, but you can grow a lot of things here. So you don't have to just go with what we're telling you or what we're recommending, but these are a lot of really good startups as well. You can also do carrots now. You can do different successions of those. Um, when you're starting out and you're starting a backyard garden or you're, you're trying to grow food for your family or grow in containers, let's say you live in an apartment, you're like, man, I just want to grow some of my own food. These are things that you can grow very well and very easily that are, are cool to start and can either go from seed direct sown or from seed direct sown from seed to transplant or you can just buy transplants in most cases and it doesn't matter if you like if you're on a lot like we are i mean i'm not on a huge lot but i mean i have a pretty significant garden in the front even apartments i mean that's why when we do the vlogs um you know you see everything in the backyard it's all done in potters all this stuff that we're telling you you could all grow in five gallon buckets if you wanted to you can do potatoes in a five gallon we did it for like three seasons uh we did corn in five gallon buckets uh tomatoes i mean if you get a three gallon potter you want to make it look a little bit nicer you know we went to a a, a grape nursery and we bought like 40 uh three gallon potters and that's what we grow all of our okra in like all this stuff you think oh i'm in an apartment i can't do this yes you can like you can do this at any level and grow the same stuff that we're growing i mean obviously not the amount but i mean if you're living in an apartment, you know, you're going to be able to feed a fair amount, you know, out of, yeah. your, out of your household. So, well, you, you'd be surprised we can grow small scale. I mean, to, to Rooster's point, um, I mean, I've grown in hay bales. We used to grow milk crates. We, we would pick up recycled goods and grow in recycled goods. And I, I'm going to say this, and I think this is something that's very important that we should probably talk about. Maybe we can do a whole, we could probably also do a whole episode about this is there's a stigma behind how much space you need to grow food. There is a big, like, People will say some farmers, some of the ones that honestly aren't more nuanced in thinking, they're very stuck in their ways. And they say, you can't grow that in that small of a space. Or you can't grow that it's too hot. Or you can't grow that it's too cold. Or you can't grow that in that area. It's too shaded. Or it's too, there's not enough soil. It's not deep enough. Baloney. Right. <laughs> I, sure. I wanted to use some other words. But baloney bull right? shimmy bull, bull yeah. shimmy yeah <laughs> you can grow anything damn near anywhere at any time of the year what, what all it depends on is typically how much you feed it and how much you take care of it okay so if you're growing like we talk about small scale containers in some cases like gallon pot five gallon pot um things like that so if you're growing a big plant like a tomato or you're growing corn well what's going to eventually happen is those roots are going to take over that container. Okay. So what do you do? You have to feed it because eventually, eventually you're not going to have a lot of soil left in there. That's got nutrients in it. Now, when you feed it, some people think, okay, what do I do? What do I feed it? What do I do? You know, well, top dress it with compost. Yeah. It'll break down and feed top dress it with different organic amendments. It'll break down and feed or get liquid emulsions. Fish and kelp, lobster, oyster. There's all different kinds of things. Fish and kelp meal do very, very well at feeding your plants. They are great feeder additives. Okay? Mix it with water. Pour it on. It's just like doing aquaponics or hydroponics in some sense. Small area. Feed it regularly. Your plant will grow and produce food. You don't have to have 
a, a raised bed or a row of or 10 feet deep of soil. You don't have to have any of that. Like you could have that and you can do very well with those things. So if you're doing small scale, there is a stigma around how much you can grow and what size space. And that's all baloney. You can grow anything anywhere. Um, I've seen a tomato plant four feet tall growing out of a crack in the concrete. Where do those roots went? Life, I have, life, I have no life idea. finds a way. <laughs> you know, so definitely don't worry about your space. If you want to grow something, I mean, on the topic of tomatoes, there's dwarf tomato plants. Shout out to uh, Mike Bell up at uh, Dallas gave me a dwarf tomato plant, uh, put off his first set of tomatoes. Really cool. There are so many different styles of food that you can grow in small areas. So don't be, don't worry about the area that you're in. Just grow it. There's, just, there's, just grow there's, it. There's miniature carrots. Oh yeah, you know, I picked up. Uh, some. I picked some up. Those little balls. Yeah, the little ones. Yeah, uh, you can do those. You can do. Speaking you of know, which, you need to do, do greens. Yeah, do greens. You know, yeah. uh, James gave me some seeds, like some Cherokee red stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's smaller. You don't have to go and do cabbage and try to grow some big old giant head or giant lettuces, something like that. You want leafy greens? Just do some leafy greens. Yeah. You can get one of those. Uh, I got somebody else turned onto that. It's one of those um, shoe uh, holders for the back of the door. Oh yeah. Yeah, right oh, yeah. there. You know, you just go, you fill them up. You could fill all those little containers and you could grow whatever you wanted in there. You know, I mean, that uh, you could do some herbs or you could do a bunch of lettuces in there. And I mean, you're talking about 30, sp- 30 spots for you to grow stuff and it's going to hang on your door. You're already, yeah, you're already growing, you know. And those can hang, those can hang outside on walls. They can hang over trellis. If you're, if you're, if you're in an apartment, if you're in an apartment, you have that graded fence area where you're on the third floor and you're like, well, I can't really grow anything here. Well, yeah, you can hang something over yep. there. Um, have it facing inward and, and you can grow anything. So don't, don't be caught up in the stigma of you have to have a lot of space to grow food. You just don't, you can seriously grow anything anywhere. I would say that confidently. And I would challenge anyone in most crops that I know of. Now, someone's going to probably pull something out and go, Oh you, yeah, you probably can't grow this in that. Sure. But the vast majority of things you can grow anywhere. So don't get caught up on a stigma of if you don't have enough space because you absolutely can. So don't be afraid to get started. Um, I'm a, I'm a prove you wrong kind of guy. Absolutely. If you say, Oh, you can't do that. I'm like, okay. Like I told James, yeah. I'm going to learn how to grow potatoes uh, hydroponically. I think that's awesome. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to set up some type of pump yeah. in like some soft rock or something like that. Yeah. And I'm just going to set it up where they can grow inside there and grow it all organically. Like I'm going to figure it out. Like there's got to be a way to do that. So, and if you figure it out, Hey, million dollar idea, man, yeah, that's exactly right. So there's, 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 there's a lot of different things that you can do in a lot of different areas. And so don't be afraid to get started. Um, you can always give it a shot. And especially right now, it's the perfect time to get stuff in the ground or get stuff into a container and try to get your own food growing right now. Um, again, pickup starts from, from us, from the take a plant, leave a plant, from your local nursery or from Home Depot or Lowe's or any other local nursery that you want to give a shout out to. Um, now's the perfect time to be growing your summer crops. And again, there's a lot of stuff we didn't mention. Real quickly on that, um, we, you did touch on like cabbage and greens. And there's a lot of things like broccoli. And there's some other things that you can grow. In. You can start You can start looking at like uh, if you really want to take your time with things like artichokes and asparagus and things along that side. But those are long growing crops they take a year plus so artichokes or asparagus is a very long to grow crop and then it'll produce and then you harvest um things like broccoli and cabbage and things along that you can absolutely get those going but the thing with broccoli is it's not it doesn't well make sure i say this right depending on the variety it doesn't do very well in the heat of the summer it'll bolt quickly so then you have to really watch that and monitor that yeah um some of these things are a little bit more challenging and they take up more space. When you get into a lot of those larger things like growing a head of cabbage or growing cabbage leaves, that takes up a lot of space. 
and, and we just talked and we just talked about yeah <laughs> and we just talked about growing in small spaces and growing a lot. So if you're just starting out, I would really be thinking about radishes, beets, peppers, tomatoes, corn, okra, squash, um, potatoes, things that you're going to love to eat that you know you're going to want, things that you're going to really enjoy, but that they're also easy to do and they're not going to turn you away from it. And then as you continue to grow and get better, advance, yeah. level up, yep. try something new. I always say this, every year we have a plant that we try. We always try at least one new plant every year. Um, this year it was, uh, this year is actually the, those little small ball carrots. I always forget the name. Uh, yeah. par, uh, starts with a P I think. Um, I always forget the name. They're little ball carrots. And then it's this, uh, orange corn as well. No, we did, we did eggplant and we already got one eggplant mm-hmm. off the plants. And then, I mean, we do corn every year, but we did pink corn. Yeah. So. I've never, I've never done this type of corn, but I've never done carrots before. Yeah. Success, successfully. Successfully. Yeah. We've done them like five times yeah. and never been successful. <laughs> uh, last year I tried, um, I tried, uh. That's one of our fans in the background. Yep. <laughs> uh, last, last year I tried um, a grain. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but I tried to grow grain. Actually, oh, that's uh, right. We talked I about that. What it was called. Um, but anyway, uh, I tried. You know, you try something new as you grow, as you progress. So, in the beginning, like all things, try to start simple. Baby steps. Baby steps. Give it a shot, and you're gonna. I promise you, you're gonna enjoy it. Um, that's what I would be growing right now in the summer. And that's how I would absolutely uh, get started. And if you have questions, yeah, hit us up. I mean, we have every platform you can think of to contact mm-hmm. us. You can hit us up through here. You can hit us up on the podcast. You can email us. You can hit us on YouTube, anything that you're thinking about and you're not, you don't know. We'll we'll help you the best we yeah. can. You know, we got no problem doing that. So if you, if you have a, an idea and you're like, well, do you think I could do this? What would you do in this situation? Like we're all for trying to help you grow. If you want to grow, we're going to help you. Yeah. We all, we have, as a reminder, we have a lot of how to videos on both of our Instagram, actually all three of the Instagrams. Uh, we're building up two beards right now. Uh, Rooster's got them on PKKP. I've got them on Clark's greens. We've got a lot of how to's we've got them all over YouTube. Um, I will say if you're trying to get a hold of us quicker about a question because your time is limited. Um, DM us on Instagram. It's yeah, probably the sure. easiest way on, to get a hold on, of us on any of the sites or comment <laughs> on one of the posts. Um, email is probably gonna be a little slow to respond in some cases, specifically for me. Um, I'll, but I'll definitely get to you if you, if you shoot me an email. Um, but if you need a quick response, man, give us a shout out, uh, give us a shout out on a comment or shoot us a DM and we'll help you along the way. Yeah. Um, and I guess for the question for the episode, um, did you write it down? No, I got it. Oh. I got gotcha. So, uh, what crops are you, or what crops are you growing in the summer? Um, but what crop uh, do you think you would like to give, try to grow in the summer? Like, what would you like to try to give a shot and grow in the summer? Is uh, is I think a fair question for yeah. this one. So hit us up, uh, uh, send us a message or comment on this post and let us know, and we'll see it. And if uh, if you do leave one, we'll we'll discuss it and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode, and y'all can. Uh, Y'all can hear what other people are growing in your area. Absolutely. Just keep growing, guys. Grow more food and not lawns. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, we're going to cut it there. This is our episode. Uh, we'll be back for another episode. And uh, we got some more stuff we're going to talk about. So y'all, uh, y'all, uh, y'all be cool, and we'll see you soon. Stay tuned.